Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. My name is Ross O'Hare, and I'm your host. And with us today, we have Mark Fields, and uh, he is the director of our Advanced Discipleship Training here at Christian Families Today. He's also a life coach, and the only one we've got here, we only need him. That's just it. And also, he uh, helped uh, write and edit the Living in Jesus workbook. It's nice to have you, man. How are you? I'm good, Ross. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Good. Uh, so today's topic is going to be how to deepen relationships by asking questions. So something that it's a topic that you're really versed in, you know a lot about. I've learned a lot from you about asking good questions and how to do that. So today we're going to have that focus of how to deepen relationships by doing that. And let's kind of start, you know, in session one of the Living in Jesus, it's about the concept of God, and one of the things about God is that he's a relator. And so since we're made in his image, we too are relators. We love to have connection with people, and honestly, we're made for relationships. So we're made for good, healthy, deep relationships with one another, and usually those are built on like trust and transparency and vulnerability. And so the question that comes to mind as we talk about relationships is, how do we develop or create deep and healthy relationships? Mm. We were made to live in relationships. I mean, relationships built on safety and yeah. trust and vulnerability. And it's interesting, the world doesn't get that. The world builds their relationships nowadays on social media. Sure. And they think that's uh, sufficient. They think that's, you know, will we'll be a good relationship. Right. But it's not enough. Face-to-face is what's important. Yeah. And so how do we develop and deepen a relationship? There's many ways to do so. Yeah. Um, you can do it in actions. You can invest your time. You can build trust and build up a, a, a history of faithfulness and loyalty to each other. Right. Um, but I think the best way you build deeper relationships is through having loving conversations. Hmm. I mean, after all, you can't have a relationship until you start talking to each other. Right, yeah. And most conversations are when two people are talking to or at each other. They're both making statements, but neither one is listening or responding. <laughs> sure, yeah. You ever hear one of those? Oh, yeah. Been All a, the time. Been a yeah. part of those Church a lot, yeah. here at CFT. Out, yeah. Anyways, a family reunion. Um, but a conversation is a two-way exchange yeah. where both people are engaged in the topic. They're both wrestling with the concept or enjoying the concept. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I've been a part of those conversations. <laughs> I laugh a lot because yeah. those, are, those can be difficult conversations. But so how do... I guess we're defining a loving conversation as not that. Mm -hmm. So how does a loving conversation then help to deepen relationship? A loving conversation just sounds simple, I know, but it's a conversation that expresses love. And as we've talked before, love is the intentional action for another person's best benefit, even if it costs you something. I think a good verse that describes that concept is, and Paul says in Philippians 2, 3 to 4, he says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Uh, a loving conversation is a conversation where I'm more interested in what you have to say than mm. I am what I have to say. Uh, Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. <laughs> yeah. You ever have someone say, well, if you ask me what I think, <laughs> yeah. and I'm saying, uh, uh, no, I didn't, <laughs> but they go ahead and tell you anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I think the greatest and most frequent opportunity we have to love another person is in conversation. Yeah, so I mean, that, that seems like the exception, not the rule, of what most conversations are like. Obviously, I mean, I've had many conversations, and I'm guilty of this, too, of being in conversation and thinking about what I'm going to say next, what my opinion is, you know, again, like you brought up. So it, it feels like it has to be a conscious effort to do this, but how, maybe we can get down to the nuts and bolts. How do we get better 
or be more conscious of how to have loving conversations? Okay, that's a good, good question. Um, well, there is a, a lot of importance to listening and listening well, and that can be a whole other podcast someday, yeah. uh, listening. And you can speak with gentleness, with kindness. I know you and Bo did a podcast on encouragement. Yeah. Speaking words of life to each other are important too. But I think the best way for a person to love another person is to invite them into a deeper conversation um, by asking them sincere questions. Mm. I mean, think of it biblically. The first recorded conversation between God and man was God asked Adam a question. Mm. Where are you? God wasn't trying to locate Adam. God wanted Adam to locate himself, engaging him, inviting him. Sure. And in Jesus, in the Gospels, was recorded 307 questions wow. he asked the people. Wow. I know. And he was asked 183 questions, and he only answered three of them directly because, <laughs> you know him, he would always ask a question yeah. with a question. Right. But what he was doing with each conversation, he was inviting, inviting the person or the people into the principle, into the concept, mm. so that they would wrap their heads around it, wrestle with what it meant to them. And he was deepening, trying to deepen a relationship with them. Sure. And of course, when he said, I came to seek and save that, was, that who was lost, that's really saying, I came to have a relationship with the world. Yeah, well, it's amazing how questions cause a person to think about something in a deeper or different way, mm. whereas if we're just going back and forth, statement, 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 mm. statement, then mm. we're not really getting, like we've talked about, getting to a deeper connection or a deeper understanding even of each other. And so those questions are kind of facilitating that in a way. It's it's the best way to get yeah. to that spot. Yeah. All right, let me use this example of the power of questions. Okay. I'm going to make two statements to you. Let me tell you something, and let me ask you one thing. Two things. Okay. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me ask you one thing. Huh. Which one of those statements makes you more interested in what comes next? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, definitely the second one. Let me ask, ask you. you yeah, for sure. Yes. I mean, yes. obviously, everybody loves to talk about themselves or talk about how they think. So when mm -hmm. we ask them, yeah, I would love to answer that question <laughs> that's right, for you. That's right. <laughs> well, studies show that when a person is asked a question, it wakes up the happy hormones. Hmm. Um, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin. And there's evidence that the release of oxytocin in you makes you more generous, cooperative, empathetic, hmm. constructive, causing you to trust me more. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And that has been scientifically proven, by the way. Yeah. But I'm not saying you should ask people questions to manipulate them. Right, I right. want to wake up their happy hormones so they'll just <laughs> fall into my way of reasoning. Right, yeah. You're not trying to lead them on. A Christian asks questions to honor a person. Hmm. You want to tell them you matter. I care what you think. What you think is important to me. Yeah. And that's what it's meant to communicate. Those dopamines and all that, that's just to support what's happening neurologically in a person's brain. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously our brains respond well to positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and so mm -hmm. when we're able to feel loved and cared for or that our opinion matters or that we're, we're being known by somebody, then yeah, those, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That really yeah. does. So what's your personal relationship to this journey of understanding how to have loving relationships, how to ask good questions, uh, you know, because you're the expert in this. <laughs> well, right? so how, yeah. how's this been for you? I could tell you so many, many moments of the enjoyment of what that question does. Sure. Me asking or them asking me, but I have one powerful one that I remember, and it happened in my old um, corporate life. Hmm. I was over this department, and this department, I was... Um, um, losing money. 
badly for okay. it. We hung yeah. on to it for two or three years, and when is the time to let go? Yeah. So they asked me to do a study on the part, department's performance profitability. So I put all the charts together, all the tables together. I made my slideshow, and I got up in front of all these big bosses in a room where the lights are out, and I made my presentation. Yeah. When it's over, I went and sat down in my chair on the side and let them discuss the issues. Sure. And so there's my boss, my boss's boss, the big boss, the president of the company is all in the room. Yeah. And here I was a manager slash engineer slash accountant, I guess, giving them information <laughs> yeah. they did. Yeah. So all of a sudden, in the middle of the conversation, they weren't even finished. The president looks at me and says, well, Mark, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> well, first I was stunned. Sure. But, You're talking to me. Yeah, is there me, another Mark me, in yeah, the room? Yeah, I know. I'm looking all <laughs> around me. Yeah. And what he was doing, he was treating me as an equal respecting the fact that I had poured over this information and yeah. knew it better than anyone else. And he was telling me, you matter. Your yeah. opinion matters. And I just took that. I mean, after that question, I would have run through a wall for that president. Sure. I would have done anything because of the way he brought me into the conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously a powerful example of the power of questions. And it you know it pulls you into a, a relationship where you know he's showing trust in you. And, like, again, that that's going to... Do something in our minds that's positive. It's so interesting, Ross. There's two things going on. First, what the question communicates to the other person mm-hmm. and your willingness to join them. And then the question starts to wake their mind mm-hmm. up and their engagement of the concept yeah. and going deeper with it. Yeah. So, Walker, I'd almost see you in the corner, almost disengaged. I mean, obviously, you're listening to the conversation, I'm sure. But you're like, you're not thinking you're going to be engaged in it. And then all of a sudden, he asks you. And then, like you said, it wakes up your brain. You're engaged in the conversation and you're alive to it. And yeah, I mean, a question, a simple one question can do that for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's powerful. You have another one? Um, yes. I was invited by my wife to one of her office parties. Okay. Ever done that? <laughs> no. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, yeah, you absolutely. have. Uh, oh, it's just great because you don't know any of them, and they know, all know each other, and yeah. they spend the whole night telling inside jokes and stories <laughs> that you don't know anything about. Yeah, you're so, sitting out there awkwardly on the right. side. Exactly. After they're polite, um, questions about, you know, where do you work and stuff like yeah. that, and they're done with you, so I drift into the corners. Sure. And I notice over in another corner is another husband. <laughs> and so I just go over them. I said, I'm going to just start asking him questions about his life. Yeah. So I sat down next to him. I said, hey, what do you do for a living? And he tells me his story. And I said, what do you enjoy most about that? Mm. And he tells me more story and his eyes light up. What do you hate doing about that? And, of course, he gets an angry face. <laughs> and then I say, what do you do to relax? What do you do on the weekends? And as I'm just asking him questions and he's telling me his story, we left his friends that night. Mm. And it was just such a powerful way to understand another person's life and get to know them better. Yeah, well, and, you know, you, the questions you just even said, you rattled off so easily. Those are great questions. I mean, mm. those are really engaging questions that... I'm like, oh yeah, that is a good question to ask. I'm like, what well, you know, and so I just see that is it's a skill that we can also learn through practice and trial of what are good questions and how to ask them. And you know, as we learn those and see people's responses, we can get better at having these loving conversations, these deep conversations with people to communicate to them that they're important, that they value. And, you know, I, I did air quotes earlier that you were the quote-unquote expert in this, but you really are. I mean, you have done so much research and understanding of this, and it's obviously your job, too, as a life coach and counselor. You ha- you know, you need to ask good questions. So how do people, you know, maybe I can bring this all around, is how do we get better asking good questions? Mm. Oh, good question. The how-to. Yeah. Just a simple way is develop the mindset mm. of a questioner. Uh, be curious. In fact, I have that on my phone, my wallpaper now. It's mm. just the this, this, this slogan down there. Be curious. Mm. Intentionally desire to know what other people is important to them, mm. to know what they're thinking, to know what they're angry about, what they love to do, what yeah. hurts their heart, what they enjoy doing. And again, by your nature, you are a curious person. Yeah. Ross. 
I am too. As a new creation in Christ, God has put in us that desire to know another person mm. and to understand their lives more. So that's the first point is just be curious. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is think about what you can ask instead of what you can say. I mean, our, our history and the way we've always approached conversations is we listen to respond. Yeah. I want to hear what you're saying, and I want to come back with something that sounds wise mm. you know, or something that's very memorable. But just as you're listening, say, what can I ask this person instead yeah. of what can I say, how do I respond? Yeah, even when you're trying to help somebody, you know, a lot of times we think we need to give the correct answer as opposed to ask the right question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point, yeah. good point. Another point is, again, relax. As a new creation, that's who you are. You are a good listener. You are a good question asker. Mm. That's been put in your nature in Christ. Yeah. Because a person of love seeks to honor another person, yeah. treats them as more important than themselves, wants to know more about their life than sharing their, their own life. Mm. And so that's your natural thing to do as you lean into that and learn to that. Yeah. So the amazing thing about this, Mark, is that I see this with how you treat me how you relate to me. Mm. And that means a lot to me, because what you've communicated through our friendship over the years is that you really have noticed the things I care about. You text me, you know, <laughs> you, know I, you know, I love sports, you know, mm-hmm. I love grilling, you know, I love doing these things, mm-hmm. and you text me about them, and you engage me in these conversations, and I don't ever feel like you are manipulating me or trying to, you truly are trying to engage me as a friend and deepen our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I see that, and I'm like, man, that is a beautiful thing, and I've mm-hmm. experienced it personally from you and how intentional you are in that and how good you are at that, that it really does make a difference. You know, it's like a personal experience of that, of receiving that. You know, I just want you to know, like, it really makes a difference in people's lives. And if people are listening, it really does work. It really does make for a deeper friendship relationship mm, when mm. people do that. Yeah, it does. It does. Thanks mm. for that encouragement, Ross. Yeah. So, if, well, you're welcome. And if there, <laughs> what's the major takeaway? If you know, as people are listening, what, what would you want them to take away? As as we've talked about this. Yes, I know we could get bogged down in the details and the how tos and the techniques and all of that yeah. of being the perfect conversationalist, but the main takeaway is just relax. You and I, even right now, and you are you and another person, you're having this moment, and God is in this moment, mm-hmm. and you can walk away from that conversation, or hopefully you'll you'll notice it in the moment of the conversation, and you can have such an awe and a wonder. Mm. It's almost a worship thing. God, look what you're doing in this. Mm. Look at how we're coming together. And man, I just learned something about that person I never knew, yeah. and now I know how to pray for them, and now I can follow up with asking them how that's going. Yeah. And it's really a God moment, and that's the enjoyment I get in conversations. Man, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, and again, I, I think we, we can't stress enough that questions and doing that really just draw people out. Mm. And again, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, for giving us this word today. It really helps us understand how to ha- deepen our relationships and have loving conversations. So thanks, Mark. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> and uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you have more questions or you have any thoughts about this, you can go to the Living in Jesus workbook. Again, we referenced session one where it talks about God as a relator, um, but there's many other sessions in there that talk about how to have deepening connection with people. So you can check that resource. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the Living in Jesus podcast, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless. Thank you.